When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, Thunder! Ah. McMonagle here with you. We've got three hours in, two hours left to go on our five-hour midnight ride. It's taken the, it's taken on the, the the Giants quarterback situation and the Daniel Jones show a little bit. We can move on from it in a little bit. I still see all the calls. So we'll continue to go to it. And that's just, you know, I mean, some of it, like, again, never had a, I understand his weapons haven't been good. He's had Saquon Barkley. Everybody tells me how great he is. Uh, he's had Saquon Barkley. Evan Ingram has gone on to Jacksonville and only is the, you know, had, he's the fourth tight end in history to have a 107 receptions or something like that. Had a, a monster year over there in Jacksonville. Dan Waller is supposed to be one of the best catching tight ends. I know he was hurt a lot, but, and, 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 and Jones barely played this year. So, but he's, it's, it's not like I hate Daniel Jones. I think he's average. And under normal circumstances, and IT's going in, the day they hired Dable and Shane, and they talked about Daniel Jones, and loving the tool set, and he's the quarterback and everything, the owner said something that for me was telling. And I think he's looking at it the wrong way. And I think the Giants look at this the wrong way. When the owner mentioned Daniel Jones, he said, we have done everything we could to ruin this kid. And while I agree, it's on them. And they ruined Daniel Jones. But ruined is ruined. You don't come back from ruined. Ruined is ruined. And what I learned, what I take from they ruined Daniel Jones should be let's learn from this and let's not ruin the next guy. It shouldn't be, oh, hey, you know, we have to do everything we can to, you know, make up for the fact that we did we didn't do him right the first three years. No. No, this is a business, and the fact of the matter is once he's ruined, it's time to move on and make sure you don't ruin the next guy. And right now, and again, if the Giants won some games and Dan Jones played halfway decent and didn't get hurt and the Giants weren't drafting sixth overall, we'd be having a different conversation. If the Giants won nine games, missed the, even if they missed the playoffs, and they were drafting you know, way up, uh, you know, in around 15, 16, 17, 18, I might not be having this discussion. They're drafting sixth, and he's hurt again. And 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 this coaching staff is perfect for developing and drafting quarterbacks. That's how they got this job. So for me, it's a no-brainer. You move on from Daniel Jones, who we are still wondering about six years in. And you go get a quarterback who hopefully can lift the franchise. It's not that difficult. And, again, don't just draft any quarterback just to draft a quarterback. I totally agree. Find your guy. Find your two guys in this heavy draft that you believe in and figure out a way to get one of them. And I'm still there. Now, it might come to a point where they can't. And Chicago is drafting a quarterback one. New England and Washington are drafting a quarterback two and three. And any quarterback they deemed worthy of that pick is now gone. They couldn't do anything. They wouldn't make a trade. Nothing else they could do. You know, 
now I'm now I'm in a position where I have no choice but to draft an offensive lineman, draft a wide receiver, and go with Daniel Jones one more time. I would still maybe take a flyer on one of these guys in the second or third round, but in my mind right now, I'm hell-bent on figuring out a way to get my guys, figuring out which guys are mine, which guys I love, and figuring out how to get them. Until I can't, until the moment all three are, or however many are off the board before I get to pick at sixth, until that moment, that's what I'm focused on. And then I'll pivot and draft an offensive lineman or a wide receiver or a, def- or a shutdown corner or whoever I think is the next best player on that draft because there are holes on this team. But until then, I'm trying to move heaven and earth to get my guy. That's how I feel about it. Tom and Morris Park. What's up, Tom? All right, Mac. All right. The offensive line is a big subject on this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giants have been trying to rebuild that offensive line for like 10 years. I think they should just give up. Um, mm-hmm. The thing, the thing with, with Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he made some bonehead plays. I mean, I know a lot of guys are on his jock strap, but uh, he's not a starting quarterback. He's a, he, he makes too many bonehead plays. Um, the thing is with the Giants. And go-, go Buchanan, go. Come on, Tom, really? You're going to go with Tom in Morris Park and pull that nonsense? I thought we were beyond that, Mr. Buchanan. Bruce and Flushing, what's up, Bruce? Gonna love and the Hall of Fame points. First on the Rangers, you know when you follow teams very closely, especially in hockey or baseball, you get a feeling when a trade is about to happen, and I'm getting the same feeling about the Rangers. I think they're going to pull a deal within the next week or two, possibly more than one. Um, one of the perfect scenarios I've been reading about is Ottawa. They have center Jacob Children, plus they got Victor Trzinsko, mm-hmm. who they had last year, who's, who's their expiring contract, with, with, with uh, Chio. Even though he's supposed to be coming back, still a suspect. I think the Rangers have to go out and get a center iceman because one hit, and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, but- listen, I agree. They need they need to add depth to the team, Bruce. I t- I totally agree. We we talked about this. And I'm concerned about them. After that 18 and four start, they're now 11, 11 and three. I mean, that's that's a good chunk of the season. All right, that is you know, 25 games. In tw- in the last twenty five games, they're a five hundred hockey team. That's just that's just the, the facts, and you know that's longer than the eight and four stretch, the eighteen and four, excuse me. So I mean, it's for more than half the year now they've been a five hundred team, and it's been good enough to stay where they are, and they've avoided long losing streaks. So they they did have a four game losing streak uh, with a couple of points mixed in, but yeah. Um, Right now, I'm concerned about the depth. I'm concerned about, like, you look at last night, they lost to a lousy Sharks team, or the other night, whichever night it was. Uh, They had a two-goal lead going into the third and blew it. And if you look at it, what's the one thing they didn't do in that game? Score a power play goal. And they need to score. If if they do not score power play goals, they don't win. And that's got to change. they got to figure out a way to be better five-on-five, and they have to figure out a way to get some goal scoring and some production from the bottom lines. Now, yeah, Phil, uh, Philip Heedle, uh might be back. We'll see. Uh, Capo Caco is just getting his legs underneath him, coming back from injury after missing, what, 25, 26 games? But 
it's time you know, to go out and really be a team that can win a championship. And right now, I've been I'm concerned. I love the way Panarin's playing. Uh, Zabanajad has been okay. Kreider really, you know, as, as much as he's scoring goals, he doesn't bring much to the team other than than the goal scoring and, and being in front of the net. Like I'm, I'm a little concerned about this Ranger team. I have to admit, and the way Igor's playing, the inconsistency. Uh, if they got into a playoff series right now, I'd be worried no matter who they played. Because they'd have to get power play goals, and that comes and goes. That just that comes and goes. So right now, uh, they absolutely need to go. Drury needs to go do something, and, and figure out a way to bring some more talent to the team, and bring some more stability, and bring some more depth. No doubt about it. Bob in Southampton, what's up, Bob? Bob, Hi, you there? on the air? You yeah. are on the air, Bob. How are you? Oh, awesome! First time caller. Been listening for more years than I'm willing to admit. Sure, um, you, you're, you're killing me. Your you're, you're, um, Daniel Jones derangement syndrome is out of control. Okay, you you you, you, you got to come back to earth. Okay. The reality is, the first three um, teams in the, this coming draft are all going to draft quarterbacks. Well, we'll so see. You, so they so might be willing to trade back. I don't know. Your fantasy isn't going to happen. Well, you don't so know that. And you don't know if they don't love well, the fourth quarterback. Well, we've got to go with probabilities because at this point, the draft is until April. So it's all tea leaves, okay? Right. And the fact that, you know, your tea leaves are kind of like old in the sense that their probability is like zilch. That's not zilch. You, you, there, there's, you, been you, talk, there's been talk about the Bears trading that pick. There's been talk about the Bears keeping fields. The entire team has come out and, and, and you but know. But all the, all, all the pundits, okay, who do this for a living are, are saying the opposite Oh, of that. and the pundits have never been wrong. All I'm saying is, is that the Giants need to go out there. Who knows? Well, maybe that, there's a team, every, any, maybe there's a team any, that loves one of these. What if someone, what if the Washington commanders love Michael Penix and they know they can still get him at six and are willing to move back, get more picks and get the quarterback that they deem is the best? How do you know that's not possible? How do you how do you oh, know well, that, Bob? How do you know well, that? It's, it's it's nothing different than getting a lottery ticket. How do you know you're not going to win? Okay, but the probability isn't in your favor. Okay, so it's well, like, I, well the go, probability it, of winning with Daniel Jones is not in our favor. That's what oh, I know. It is. He's proven that. Proven what? He's year, proven what? He, he he won. He won nine games. Year. With, nine with games. Six one out, year. Six out, well, hold hold on. Yeah, six out of the nine year of the games, he came back from um, in the fourth quarter to win. Yeah, that's with, 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 a, with a receiving core. You can't even name them because they're so bad. I I understand they won some games. That's true. They played a last place and schedule. Then, and then, and then what happened this year? Season, How did he follow up with past it? season? Second half against the um, Cardinals. Oh, second he half against the a, Cardinals. That's wow. You're right. That was a good well, half. Well, well, no, no, no. Listen, listen through. Okay, he threw for over 250 yards. Mm-hmm. Okay, he ran for over 50 yards. He threw two touchdowns and he ran for one. Yeah. No one in the NFL history has ever had such a um, second half. It was unbelievable. So it was. It so, was. It was so, a great half that they they right. needed a miraculous but half to beat the. He, he proved, what? but it proves he's got the stuff. He doesn't. He's it didn't prove build anything. Around him to make it happen. It, I'm sorry, it didn't prove anything to me. It proved there's another losing season. Well, there's another. You, you, there's you, another dead season before Halloween brought to us by Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. That's what I know, and I'm not saying well, it's his well, fault necessarily. But here it is. 
How many years of a losing quarterback does it take? Because what? Because he's got tools? How are those tools now when he can't get hit because he's not got a neck injury? And I got to worry about every time he gets hit that he's going to re-injure his neck, which came up again this year. Well, how do I feel about his legs and his ability to run now that he's coming off an ACL injury? Well, how do I feel about him moving forward and staying healthy when he's been unable to do so his entire career with the New York Giants except for one year where, yes, they won nine games and won a playoff game, and then it followed it up by a 40 to nothing loss against the Cowboys. How many years do I need to see that before I'm willing to move on? Now, again, okay. you might you be right. We're talking about the 40 to nothing loss. So that goes on to Wake because they gave up over 600 yards. To, uh, they Dallas scored zero Cowboys. points. I know. He's the quarterback of the team. They scored you're, zero you're, points. Your Daniel Jones derangement syndrome is okay, flourishing. No, and your Daniel Jones love makes no sense. They lose. No, I don't he have loses. love for him, but, but you got to be realistic. I am what realistic. Want, There's a chance he's What well, you I, want is not going to happen. I, Please. First of all, he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Giants, whether I get what I want or not. Daniel Jones is going to be the starting quarterback next year. We'll see what he does. But... I don't know. You, you, I have no idea what's available for the Giants at six. I have no idea. You make it sound like you know they can't get the quarterback they love. I have no idea. What if they love a quarterback that is available? What if they love Michael Penix? I don't. At, 20, at, at 25 years old and the knee injuries he's had already, I, I don't love him, and I, I don't know about him. But if Brian Dable loves him, then they should draft him. And how do you know they don't feel that way? I don't know. I mean, everyone says the same thing. Like, Lamar Jackson, nobody, oh, Lamar Jackson's not really a quarterback. He might have to switch positions. He's drafted at the back end of the first round. He's going to be a two-time MVP. Allen was drafted, uh, traded up and drafted for later than people thought. And he was a project. Oh, who'd he play? What college did he play? And now he wins the division every year. I don't know what's available at six. I don't know. And neither do you. And to tell me you know it's not going to happen, that they're not going to get their quarterback, I have no idea. I have no idea. What if Bo Nix is the next great quarterback in this league? I have no idea. If Daniel, if, Dan, if, if Brian Dable feels that way, then they should draft him at six. And there's a possibility of trading up. We have no idea. What if the what if Washington Commanders feel that Bo Nix is the next great quarterback and they believe they can get him at six and trade back and still get their quarterback? Who knows? Who knows? I'm leaving it open. The Giants have until then to figure out how to do it. But I'm I'm not against Daniel Jones playing. Don't get me wrong. I don't have faith that he can be a franchise quarterback. That's what I do not have faith. Do I have faith that if everything was put around him, just unbelievable, that if the offensive line is one of the best in the league and they go get him, you know, two top wide receivers and Waller comes back healthy and, you know, his album is successful and he's in a good mood and he and he plays and he's healthy and is, is, is reverts back to being the, the pass-catching tight end he was at times for the Raiders and the defense is great and everything's great that Daniel Jones might be able to win 10, 11 games? Yeah, okay, that's plausible. I do think he's got some tools. I'm not saying he's a bum. I'm saying it's been six years of losing. And you guys want to hang on to a half against the Cardinals that took a miraculous win. And you want to hang on to one playoff game when they haven't had a winning season. He's been the quarterback for the Giants for five years, and they've had one winning season. Name me another franchise quarterback. I understand the weapons, but you get a franchise quarterback. They don't have five, six losing seasons. Those quarterbacks are gone. And yet here's Daniel Jones, and I'm, I don't hate him, but he's not good enough to rise above and be better 
than the rest of the team and make everyone better. He's not good enough to do that. And now he's injured all the time. Like, it's just, I mean, I don't have a Daniel Jones deranged. I was hopeful when they drafted Daniel Jones. I like Daniel Jones. I do think he's got some skill. But, oh, all of a sudden he's a top 10 quarterback. That's what we were talking about last year. He's better than this one. He's better than that one. He, he was te- he was bad when he played this year. He was bad. And if you won't admit that, then I don't know what to tell you. He was bad. You oh, All the sacks. The, the Cowboy game to start the year, definitely. Didn't have to score zero points, but the offense over, was overrun. Fair. Then after that, I'm sorry. You watch that Seahawks game, how many of the sacks are on Daniel Jones? A lot of them. At least half of them are on Daniel Jones and his inability to read the defense and get rid of the ball. It's just time to move on if the Giants have an option to do so. It's just that simple. EJ and Trenton, what's up, EJ? Hey, how you doing, Chris? Good, how are you, buddy? Doing good, man. Excuse me uh, if I curse. I'm from Jersey, so tell your guy to keep his finger by that button. Okay, hey, uh, well, please, try your best. You're, hey, you're a funny dude, man. You from the island? I'm from Long Island, yes. I grew up in Long Island. This is uh, like one of my first. I don't listen to you much, but yeah, it's a good show. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for uh, checking it out today. Yeah, don't uh, don't let these guys get to you. You know, you, oh, you know I what you're do. talking about. You always know what you're talking about. Well, man. thank you. And I uh, agree with you that the Jets, the, excuse me, the Giants have been a little bit too loyal to Daniel uh, Jones. It's like nobody else in the league gets, you know, four or five years. If you don't get up in the eight nine win range in your first four years. I think the team should move on. And it's like, I know it's a big question of, okay, do you replace the quarterback? Do you replace the wide receiver? Well, do you replace the entire offensive line? Do you replace the GM? Do you, who do you replace? Who do you blame? That's like the eternal question that I have. No, of like, course. And, and, is, oh, there's blame to go around. It's not, it's yeah. not, it's not. And thank you for the call. And thank you for checking in EJ uh, and checking me out. Um, no, it's not, it's not all Daniel Jones's fault by no means. I'm not saying it's Daniel Jones's fault. Not completely, but he's not very good. Quarterbacks rise above. He's been unable to. All right, you're right. There has been a, he's 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 had Saquon Barkley, one of the best line, uh, one of the best running backs in the league. He's had uh, I I know Evan Ingram dropped some passes, and I was ready to get Evan ready ready uh, get rid of Evan Ingram. But I mean, it's funny how he gets with with Lawrence, and suddenly he's one of the best tight ends in the league, catching 107 balls. I mean, it's just it's a little funny, no. And it's it's just it's been five years. He's been the starting quarterback for the Giants for five years. How many games has he missed? Here, ready? Like I just had his stats up. He's been the quarterback of the Giants for uh, I mean the better part. If you want to take his rookie year, he didn't start the season, but he started. He played thirteen games and he started twelve that year. So he's been the quarterback for four as the starting quarterback from jump, and he started twelve uh, and played in thirteen his rookie year. I mean, he's missed games every single year. He played. He started. Uh, he only played. A, he played twelve games his first year. Played missed two games his, his second year. Only played eleven games his third year. Uh, last year, the playoff year, he played all sixteen. That's the only one. And then this year, he started six games. Like, how many games has he missed? I mean, and then you look at the touchdown passes. Year one, 24, pretty good. Then 11, 10, 15, and this year, two. He doesn't score touchdowns. 
He doesn't win, and he doesn't play. And it's been five years. I, I don't know what else to say to you. I don't hate him, and if the Giants are in a position where it doesn't happen and they can't draft a quarterback, then he's the quarterback, and I hope he plays well, and I hope I'm wrong. And I hope he stays healthy, turns it around, wins some games, throws some touchdown passes, and the Giants win. That's what I would hope for. But right now they're in a position to get a quarterback. They'd be foolish not to. Paul in Cleveland. What's up, Paul? Hey, how's it going, Chris? Good, buddy. How are you? All right, man. I just don't understand what is wrong with this Giants fan base. I mean, are they not seeing it? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I'm tired of losing. I don't know about you. I watch all these quarterbacks win, and I'm tired of losing. And I have a quarterback that can't win for me. So I mean, I'd like to just see if I can get another one. C.J. Stroud come out in his first year in ball. Yep. Jordan Love in his first year starter ball. Yep. Daniel Jones, six years, five years, whatever it's been it is. Five years, yeah. The, the man just simply can't play. I He's knew saying, this after year two. Yeah. Well, and, I, mean, I think that's a bit strong. I'm crazy, but, but it turns out I was right. Yeah. I mean, even when he's healthy, even when he's playing well, he can hit the wide open receiver. How many wide open receivers did he just sail the ball over his head or in their knees? Mm-hmm. And his glory year, he threw for 3,200 yards and 15 touchdowns and won on a running game and a defense that played well that year. Yeah. What's it gonna? How many more years? That's what I. Yeah, I mean that's where I'm at. Because of Daniel Jones. I agree, and Paul, thank you for the call. I don't. I think you're a little harsh on him. Even you know, I don't think he's a bum. But uh, yeah, he's missed. He's missed throws as all quarterbacks do. But he's missed his share, no doubt about it. But here's the point. My point's very simple. Uh, I just let me. We'll move on from this because I don't want to do the whole show on it necessarily. You could still call on it, but I might get to some other things after the break. But here's my main point. All right? The Giants currently have the sixth pick overall. They have a coach and a co- and a GM who became coaches and GMs by being part of a team in Buffalo that drafted and developed, and particularly the head coach developed, Josh Allen, who is a superstar quarterback who has transformed the Bills into perennial losers into AFC Kings, AFC East champion year after year after year. Yes, they haven't been to a Super Bowl. I get it. But still, they win 12, 11 games every single year, play in the playoffs every single year, win their division every single year, and it's because of the quarterback. Okay? And they have the sixth overall pick in an extremely heavy quarterback draft. And Daniel Jones, their quarterback, is injury-prone and loses. And if you can get the right quarterback, it transforms your team. We've seen it. We've seen it. Daniel Jones has not transformed the Giants in any way, shape, or form. In fact, the Giants have been one of the most losing franchises in the sport since he's come along. He was 3-9 and nine as a starting quarterback. Then he was 5-9 and nine as a starting quarterback. Then he was 4-7 and seven as a starting quarterback. Then he was 9-6-1 and one as a starting quarterback. Then he was 1-5. In five years of being the Giants' starting quarterback, he is 22-36-1. And and the Giants overall are worse than that. So he's been here for five years, and he's done nothing but lose. And they're in a position to possibly get a quarterback who can change that. 
That's it. It's not that he sucks. It's not that he's been given every opportunity. It's not that things hasn't gone his way and that the Giants gave him bad coaches and gave him bad uh, uh, weapons. All of that can be fair, but bottom line is he's been here as the starting quarterback of the New York Giants for five years, and you can argue it's one of the the darkest and ugliest five-year stretches of the franchise's history. And now they're in a position with a coach and a GM who specialize in drafting and developing quarterbacks, and they have the sixth overall pick. So excuse me if I'm ready to move on from the quarterback who's always hurt and never wins, trying to change that course of of the history of the New York Giants by drafting a quarterback like the Texans did with C.J. Stroud or like the Bills did with Josh Allen or like the Baltimore Ravens did with Lamar Jackson and change my franchise. That's what I want. I don't want to be dead and have a dead season every year before Thanksgiving. And unfortunately, in Daniel Jones's career, that has happened every year but one. It's quite simple. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, 3.33, McMonagle here with you. You know, I mentioned a couple times about someone who's returning, and I'm excited about it. I don't know if you saw the news. Um, but if you are a fan of The Daily Show, which is obviously the political uh, you know, humor show, political talk show on Comedy Central, uh, it's been kind of rudderless for a while, I guess. I, I haven't paid attention too much to it, but they've been doing a lot of just like spot hosts and different things. And obviously, it hasn't been the same since John Stewart left. Well, I've got some news I'm excited about. John Stewart is going to be returning to the Daily Show, at least in the short term. John Stewart is going to be taking over the Daily Show as the executive producer through uh, through this year until 2025, and he's going to be doing Mondays as the host through the election. And just, I mean. Whatever political leaning you may have, John Stewart's just freaking hilarious. He's just he's very funny. The show hasn't been the same without him. And, you know, as we all get ramped up into the elections, and I know Evan does. Evan loves elections. A lot of us, you know, I find him fascinating and as we get into everything just having John Stewart back on even if it's just a weekly basis, I look forward to it. I miss John Stewart. He's I know he's still doing some things. He's got like a a, uh, either a podcast show or not a pod, just like a, some streaming show, or whatever. I haven't paid attention to it, but looking forward to having John back as the Daily Show host. That should be fun leading into the election, where there's always stuff to talk about these days with the election. So it should be uh, fun. I saw that, uh, and also, you know, we talked about. I wanted to talk about um, the Giants wide receivers. I'll take a couple calls. We'll get to that because if the Giants don't draft a quarterback or or even do, but it is fair the point that many of you have made during this Daniel Jones conversation is the the playmaking position, specifically the wide receiver, has been an absolute disaster for many years. So uh, in free agency, there's a handful of guys who are available this year that clearly I think the Giants should be in play for. Jets too. Uh, the I think for both teams you're looking at wide receiver. I think the Jets could target that in the draft at the 10 spot. Um, If the Giants do not draft a quarterback six, if all the quarterbacks they love are gone by six, 
Uh, I suppose there's a tra- uh, there's there is a chance they could draft a uh, wide receiver there. Um, but some of the free agent guys are interesting too. So maybe we'll get into that a little bit as we get through the show here. But I want to get back to the calls that are up here. Mike in the Lower East Side. What's up, Mike? Hey, long time. What's up, buddy? How are you? Yeah, well, so let's talk about the Giants and you're yeah. on that subject. Okay, let's see. Who, who won for us in the 80s? Who won first in the 80s? No, who won for us? Who won, who won, oh, who the Super won Bowl for us? you? Yeah, for us. The uh, who Giants won this, fans. Uh, Phil Simms? Yeah, Phil Simms and, and who else? Hostetter. Well, right. the Hostetter won in 90, in 91. Well, you know what I mean. Towards, towards you said the, the 80s. Yeah, we're talking 80s and 90s, right? Yes. The two Super Bowls that were won by Bill Parcells were, were started. The game was started by Phil Simms and then Jeff Hostetter beat the Bills. Yeah, yes. yeah. And it was Hofstra, the back of the Sims. Correct. Yeah, so we, we had the quarterback. Even even the backup won the Super Bowl. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, that's relative. <laughs> uh, the idea that what happened 30-plus years ago uh, is, is, is relevant to what's going on now in some way or shape or form, I suppose, is your yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So who was after Hofstra? Who was the quarterbacks from then till now? Crappy guys, right? Until we got what? Until we got we Eli won- Manning. Yeah, you like Manny. What did he do? Two Super Bowls, two MVPs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so know. We, I, we, got, Mike, we got the right. We had the right quarterback then. We had him in the past, but we ain't got the right quarterback now. They got to. They got to draft a quarterback. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was the weirdest way to get about it. I. I didn't know what. I. I was assuming. Especially the Hostetler point, I was assuming you were going with you don't need a quarterback as long as you have the rest of the team. You could win with with Jeff Hostetler. Uh, I, I didn't, yeah, <laughs> you need the quarterback to win, I suppose. But hey, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Well, listen, if the Giants can build the two thousand Ravens defense, maybe Trent Dilfer could win the. Maybe Daniel Jones can win the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, yeah, Mike kind of lost me on that one, but okay. Uh, the Bear in the Bronx. What's up, Bear? How are you? I, I've been listening, and, and I love your show because the fans really try to get on you. But, you know, um, I, I got a question for you. What yes. did you think about Phil Simms as a quarterback? What did I think about Phil Simms as a quarterback? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't really get to see the, the prime of his career um, necessarily. I saw the tail end of it, but obviously Phil was an accurate quarterback. Phil was not a great quarterback. Phil is not a Hall of Fame quarterback, but Phil was a very good quarterback, an accurate quarterback, could throw through the wind, and was good enough to you know be a franchise quarterback that led the team to you know good years in a Super Bowl. Yeah, and the reason I ask you that is because uh, you know he had injury problems too, like uh, like mm-hmm. uh, a buddy we're talking about, which is Daniel Jones. And I'm not a big Daniel Jones fan, and and the reason why is because. I'm never forget. He's running down the field. There is nobody close to him. Nobody. He trips over his own feet. Yes, yeah, so, that's not a good time. <laughs> that was one. You know, I, I hear you. That was one time. But yes, I, I I understand. And there are a couple of times that you know. But I, I I think they could win with him if put if people were put around him in in the right situations, not because of him. Do you understand me? I, I completely agree with you. I, he can take you along for the ride if everything else was great. If you put him on this San Francisco 49ers team right now, I think they're a threat to win the Super Bowl. I don't know. I can't tell you I know for a fact 
they'd be as good as they are with Purdy right now because that might just be a perfect fit in a perfect situation. And Brock Purdy's probably better than we give him credit for, even though I don't know if I trust him uh, after what he get, after the performance of last week. But I mean, if I if Daniel Jones was currently on the San Francisco 49ers, I think they would still be a threat to win the Super Bowl. Uh, again, I don't know if they'd be that good, as good as they are now, but I think they'd be a threat. <laughs> so my point is, is sure, if you can figure out how to build the best roster in football, Daniel Jones might be able to win. But if you, I mean, I just, that's that's not what I want. That's not what I want. Yeah. I want the best quarterback yeah. and and then figure out a way to give him a good enough team to win. I'd rather have that than, than hoping. Because you know what? It's not going to be able. You're not going to be able to keep the best roster in football. The San Francisco 49ers right now mm-hmm. might be able to win with Brock Purdy. In three years, when guys leave, and you're not going to be able to pay this guy or that guy, and then suddenly you don't have the best roster in football, and McCaffrey mm-hmm. ages out or gets injured mm-hmm. or whatever the case, then Brock Purdy ain't winning you damn nothing. So I yeah. want the quarterback who's going to win it for me, no matter what the team looks like, no matter what the defense looks like, no matter what the variations are. I want the guy who's going to take me there. I want the Patrick Mahomes, who sure he has he has uh, Hill and he has uh, Kelsey and he has all these weapons. And now Kelsey's on his way out, and even though he had two touchdowns in the last game, has not had the same kind of year. The other wide receivers absolutely stink. Like I want the guy who could still win even with that. Like that's what I'm talking about, and and Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones and the other guys like him, Dak Prescott, and 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 in my mind, Tua, those guys can't do that. So yeah, Tua right now with that offense, and he's got Hill and Waddle and Mostert and A Chain and all the different speed he's got on that team. Sure, and a great offense, offensive minded head coach. Sure, Tua in perfect weather can go and win a bunch of football games, but okay. when yeah. he doesn't have those guys and the weather isn't perfect. How does how does Tua go out and win? I don't know. Yeah, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you, there's been to me three quarterbacks, and you hit on one. Three quarterbacks that have won a Super Bowl that were just put in the right situation, and one of them was Trent Dilford. The other one um, was a Foles, and and last but not least was Jim McMahon. I mean, yeah. I don't think he, he could throw a ball across the street and, 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 and hit the side of a barn, but he was put in the right situation. I mean, that bad defense, I'll be honest with you, that bad defense, I believe, scored more touchdowns and, and caused more, more point scoring than, than any defense probably in the history of football, and, and more than their offense did that year than when they won the Super Bowl. No, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, one of the great defenses of all time in the '85 Bears, and they were able, and they had sweetness. I mean, yes, if you have all that, you can live with a subpar quarterback. Foles was on another good Eagles team that was the one seed, and you know Carson Wentz looked like he was about to be the MVP, and that team was was a very good football team, and he ended up figuring out a way to win the Super Bowl, and he had and 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 he was great too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about quarterbacks who had great teams around them that were able to do it. And my point is, is is exactly what, like the Eagles and Wentz and and Foles. What happened? They needed mm-hmm. to break down the team, do it differently a little bit. And now Hertz is there, or at least was last year. But it wasn't a sustained winning for that Eagles team. They changed things up a little bit, got a different quarterback, and now they're back. But it wasn't the same group sustained winning. Uh, you know, yeah. Johnson with Tampa Bay is another one. Popped up, won a Super Bowl. It was a great matchup for them against Oakland in the in the champion in the world in the Super Bowl. Gruden knew exactly what was coming. They win a Super Bowl, but then what happens? Gruden's mm-hmm. fired in the next couple of years because you don't have sustained winning with that quarterback. Same thing. The Ravens, the Ravens, that unbelievable defense. Trent Dilfer. What happens? They move on and they don't 
it's a long time before John Harbaugh and success in Baltimore. Like I want the sustained winning. Like you look at it, yeah. you look at it, and most of the quarterbacks that are in the Super Bowl are either Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. These are the guys who win championships, and even Aaron Rodgers wins every single year in the playoffs every year. Uh, 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 Aaron uh, Rodgers, in the, Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs and winning Super Bowls every, and winning uh, games and divisions every single year. Burrow is going to be there every single year. Like that's the kind of quarterback I want who's going to be there every single year. Uh, you know. Uh, that's where me and you disagree. We disagree a little bit on Aaron Rodgers, but that's that's. Yet well, you to can't come. you can't disagree with the fact that he's owned the a, the NFC North and he wins 11, 12 oh, yeah. games but, every single year, no matter what his team looks yeah, like. You're a hundred percent right. Right. But I will tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this: the NF, NFC North is one of at that time the weakest divisions in professional football. I know, but I mean, so, so, so was the uh, AFC uh, East, and nobody knocks uh, Tom Brady for it. Oh no. But I, I'll tell you this: Brady took the team all the way. It was no; uh, he, he won the championship in the division. I understand and, that, and he had, and but he, he had he had Bill Belichick versus Mike McCarthy. He had a better defense than than uh, Rodgers ever had. I mean, he was, he was in a better situation, believe it or not, than Rodgers was. Well, but Green Bay had a pretty good defense. I mean, come on, uh, different yeah. times, a yeah. year here, a year there. It wasn't sustained good the way it was in New England. Not with Bill Belichick coaching the team. There were years the defense was better than others. They did have the 15 and one season where the Giants uh, beat them in the playoff game with the Hail Mary at the half on their way to the the Super Bowl in 2011. But besides that, I mean, the teams were good. But he was the he was the main reason they were good. Now he lost bad playoff games. Don't get me wrong; can't lose to Jimmy G at home in the playoffs. There are bad playoff losses, no doubt. But again, year in and year out, success. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, like the, and we're gonna see, we're gonna see the guys right now. We'll, we we see them right now. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, uh, Burrow when healthy, Patrick Mahomes. These guys, these are all drafted in the first round, and they give you sustained success, winning no matter what the team looks like around them. Maury and Belmore, tonight is your night, bro. What's up, Maury? Tonight is your night, bro. Uh, I wanted to go back to the to, to the Daily Show. I can't wait to watch that. And you know how smart he is. He's bringing that show back right when the pop, you know right when the election. He knows, of course. Yeah, no, they wanted back. they wanted obviously the show wanted stability and someone they so, knew could anchor at least at least once a week to talk about the election. No doubt. Yeah, and it's going to be a big time for it's going to be a big time for you know a cable news. It's going to be a big time for the Daily Show. And right now, just going back and forth between guest hosts or whatever, which I, apparently it's still going to be Tuesday through yeah. Friday, but um, it'll be good to have him back. And they're not stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is exactly the timing to bring him back. I think he'd be a great politician. I mean, just just because of the stuff that he's done with the uh, the nine yeah. eleven uh, and the FDNY, he's just a great dude. I mean, I you know I, I'm looking forward to the show, but I know this is a sports show, so tonight is well, tonight. I, I brought it up, so to be fair, yeah, no, that's true, that's true, and I appreciate you bringing it up because it's not always about sports. You know, no, we have a little fun and we talk different things. And I just I happen to really I agree with you. I love John Stewart, and I'm glad to see him back yeah. doing the Daily Show, even if it's once a week. You got great taste in in in, in viewing. You got great taste in music. You're good on the radio. You, you're all around good guy. I am a multifaceted dude. Yeah, as yes. Joe Benigno would tool say. Radio, you're a five tool radio guy. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the Spankies. Uh, we're still. I, I know that you said that we're done. 
I still think we need a couple of pitches in the, out of the bullpen big time before that, we get down. They Florida. will get that. They will get that. Hopefully, I'd really, I'd hate to see Wandy Peralta go. I really hope they bring back yeah. Peralta. I know it, it might be it. a little pricey because he has had a really good run with the Yankees, but I, I, re, I hope they bring him back. I like him better than yeah. some of the other names they're talking about. I'd rather see Wandy back. And, and I can't get off the call without speaking about my boy from Alabama. His buddy won the PGA over the weekend uh, on amateur won the American Express PGA tournament, and he's a second-year student in Alabama. Really? And NIL just went up by like a half a million dollars. Yeah. So he's uh, it's my son's buddy. Yeah, they, first time an amateur won that event, uh, and he's a student second year over at Bama. So he's excited. They were hanging out last night watching wow. the game, So I think I did see yeah, that. I saw some. I saw some like YouTube videos of guy, of college kids going nuts. It, and I'm telling my son, why didn't you pick up a damn golf club? I know. Of biscuit? <laughs> anyway, listen, always a great show. I'll be listening. I Again, uh, um, let's see how it Thank goes. With Harbaugh, with Harbaugh going to the NFL, it's going to be interesting what Michigan does moving forward, you know? Well, I, I, cool. yeah, no, I mean, I, I would think they're just going to stick with the the, uh, the the coordinator who took over while Harbaugh was suspend, uh, suspended. Yep. I would think yep. that's what they do. He did a good job. He won some games. I would imagine that's what they do. Uh, but... I'm more fascinated about him with the Chargers. I'm more of an NFL guy. But, yeah, it should be interesting. And now we're seeing where where Belichick's going to go. I'm really – I'm fascinated. Because if it wasn't – if it was going to be Atlanta, wouldn't it have happened already? Like, I now I'm, I think that you could see Bill Belichick wait out a year. And if so, then the, the, hot, the seat under Brian Dable is going to get a lot hotter. I firmly believe that. I do. I think Belichick and this organization are a, a a complete match. I think nothing, especially if this year goes bad for if this if they don't draft a quarterback, which I think is a big piece of this too, and that's how I open the show. I think I'm hoping because I want a quarterback that bad that you know these guys that Brian Dable and Joe Shane realize that if you want job security, you you draft a quarterback and you can begin the process of developing him because there's two ways to save your job. Win, be- win football games and begin the process of draft of developing a young quarterback. And if you can do that, and you can show the Maras, even if you ha- even if you lose some games, that you've you're in the process of developing the uh, a big time quarterback here, like that puts you in in better standing than just you know being a uh, you know losing again with Daniel Jones. And that seat is hot. Because Belichick is a perfect fit, and John Mara would love to hand the keys over to someone and not have to worry about it. And I think he thought he's going to be very disappointed because the last two coaches, I think he was confident in Joe Judge, supremely confident in Joe Judge, and was really disappointed that he had to fire him after two years. And I think right now he he thought so much of Dable, and after that first year, I thought he finally felt like he had his coach and didn't have to worry about it. And now you've got losing, you've got dysfunction, you've got leaking stories, you've got him looking like a, a a maniac on the sidelines. And if that continues, like if if the if they lose and the story continues that it's a toxic atmosphere and nobody wants to come coach here, and he's he's screaming up a storm on the sidelines and everybody's afraid of him and this that and the other, and you got Bill Belichick waiting in the wings, I could easily see Mara moving on and saying, hey, let me just hire Bill Belichick and forget about this whole thing. Let him run the show and say, what the hell? It's Bill Belichick. I could I, I could definitely see that. Danny and Queens, what's up, Danny? I'm sorry, Donnie. Donnie and Queens, what's up, Donnie? Hey, what's up? What's up, buddy? Um, what I want to talk about was forget Daniel Jones, forget Caleb Williams, 
I think we got a guy with Tommy Cutlets. Are you being serious? Are you being serious? I'm being dead 100% serious. What makes you say that? What makes you say that? Oh, you got, you got like, okay. feedback. I apologize, Donnie. Um, no. No, they do not. They do not. I don't even know how to go further with it. It was fun. Don, Donnie, uh, you know, Tommy Cutlets was fun, Donnie. I get it. We all loved it. It was a brief moment in time that we'll always look back on fondly. That game, particularly against Green Bay, where he played great that night, and you felt like maybe, maybe, just maybe, you found something and the season was going to be close to being saved. But ultimately, no. You cannot go into the year. Now, he might be on the team. And we referenced the idea that Daniel Jones might not be ready to start the year. That's that's definitely possible. And if Daniel Jones can't start the year, and if they draft a quarterback in particular – like, I could see them saying, you know what? We drafted a young quarterback. We have Daniel Jones. I don't want to spend a ton of money on now another backup. Let's keep Tommy. Let's keep the young quarterback. Keep Tommy. Tommy starts the first couple games of the year. I guess if he's uber successful in the first couple games of the year, you could forget about uh, he have, he would have a chance, but I doubt it. And you play him until Daniel Jones comes back, and then you give the kid a full year at the clipboard. And if Daniel Jones goes down, then you got Tommy Cutlets. It's a fun story. The team loves him. You're developing the young quarterback. You have Daniel Jones around. Like I could see that, but no, they cannot go into the year thinking Tommy Cutlets is the starting quarterback. No, sorry, no. It was a fun story, but it, it, it's not going to happen. Let's get to uh, Lou in Long Island before we get to the top of the hour. What's up, Lou? Hey, Chris. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Got a great show, my man. I listen to you every night. It's oh, well, thank you so much, love Lou. You. Oh, I love you well, too, that's, buddy. That's thank the you. truth. Listen, one, just to finish up on this Daniel Jones thing, to chime in on it. You know, another example of what you talk about is look at Drew Brees. He came to the Saints, right? Yep. Prayer winner all the time, every year. Defense every year. Stunk. Defense and stunk. Didn't stunk. matter. Didn't matter. And I mean, some of the year. different weapons, I mean, you know. Right. He was, he was able to right. do. I mean, I know what Joe Horn, uh, Vernon, uh, you know, some of the different uh, guys. It wasn't like yeah, that. Exactly, exactly, Chris. I was just I just want to come in on that. I I, I agree with you, Daniel Jones. That's all I wanted to tell you. Okay. And you're fantastic. Love your show. You guys. Oh well, thank you very much, Lou. I appreciate it. You're the perfect call up against the break. Uh, yeah, look, I like Daniel Jones. He's just not he's not it anymore. And if you don't know by now, then you know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been five years. We're going on year six here. It's gonna. This is gonna be year six, and I don't know. I can't go into a season the sixth year with the quarterback, and say, well, let's see what he is. We still don't know. We do know. Unfortunately, we know. Go draft a quarterback. 877-337-6666. All right. Four hours down. It's been a very heavy Giants Daniel Jones show. I love it. I love fighting with you people over this stuff. You're crazy. All of you are nuts. Don't you know I'm right? Just We'll, we, we'll save so much time and energy if you just all realize that I'm right about this thing. Tell, just, just give in already. You know I'm right. 